Thank you for joining me today on Becca's World. I'm your host, Blind Becca. Right now, we're under this crazy quarantine, and so our schedule's been a little off with filming, but this weekend, I was inspired to start a project that I was working on just before this quarantine hit, because it occurred to me that all of my friends who were gonna be helping me with it, most of them were probably just sitting around at home bored too. So I contacted them and everybody was on board with starting this project now. And so what we've done is we've launched our new sh show here at Becca's World and we're calling it The Blind View. It's me and a couple of my other girlfriends, all of us are visually impaired, talking about our, how we see life as blind women and the different things we deal with and stuff like that. Now we'll discuss regular everyday topics as well because of course they influence and affect our lives also. But this is just, you know, we're talking about our lives and we got a lot to talk about right now with everything that's going on. So we're gonna get started. Um, Kayla and Megan are joining me today. Thank you, good ladies. How are you? Hi. Hi guys. Hey, Becca. Hey, ladies. How are you? I'm doing good today. I'm doing good. The whole quarantine thing is crazy, though. Oh, yeah. Kayla, what's, what have you been experiencing? Um, well, I started this year out not expecting to be a third grade and a sixth grade teacher, for one. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, so we've experienced that. So you suddenly become a, a teacher like many, many parents across America right now are experiencing that. And yeah. so, so I, I'm assuming you've had to build a lot of structure into your home as a result. Has that been challenging? It has been a little challenging, but not as challenging as I was expecting. Mm -hmm. um, our quarantine started well, my kids were on spring break the week before the quarantine started. Mm -hmm. So my kids have been out of school since March 5th. So it's been a long time. <laughs> so um, the first week was we did, we had spring break off and then they were supposed to go back to school on the 17th. And um, that obviously didn't happen. <laughs> um, and the school didn't really have anything in place for this. So I was kind of just kind of winging it at first, so. Did the school eventually come through with plans online? I know some schools have. Yeah, so they have what they call enrichment, where it's not mandatory, they're not graded on it, but they're still reviewing and getting educated. Oh, so I'm not exactly sure how that's gonna end up playing out once the school year is, over and um, how it counts towards their credits for school and all that their grades and stuff mm -hmm. okay yeah this is a confusing time for everybody yeah <laughs> how has quarantine and stuff affected you did we lose Meg I'm here hi I was just listening um, listening to what Kayla was saying I know um, she is she turned it into a teacher in a week I know it's incredible. A lot of parents, like I said, like I said, a lot of parents across the country have suddenly become teachers for their children, and it's really amazing. We haven't done that in America since, well, since we came across the prairies. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. I was kind of thinking about that too. Like, 
you know, it's kind of like back in the day, like, you know, when they probably couldn't go to school during that Spanish flu mm-hmm. and they had to work like on the farms and, you know, help their parents out and stuff. So it's really interesting yeah. how like the similarities are. Mm-hmm. And then too, when they were first settling our country though, like they, they had been, the parents had been somewhat educated in their country where they had come from, but then they landed here and they were starting to have their own children. So as they were coming across the prairie, they had to establish schools or teach their children in their homes, you know? Yeah. Um, I was talking to my grandma a couple days ago, and she said that when polio came, like, went across America, and um, she was like eight years old, and they lived on a farm. So her and her brother, who were 10, had to um, basically take care of the farm because their dad got polio. So it was pretty interesting to talk to her about that experience. My sister and I called our grandma a few weeks ago and she talked, told us about living through the polio epidemic also. Yeah. Conversation. They like, I heard about that too. And um, I heard that they really like, I mean, I know it was a really bad disease, but they like, that's kind of like where people started taking advantage of uh, fundraising and different things. And they like literally, you know, put people on commercials or not commercials, but the radio or whatever they had back then and, mm. you know, scare people into giving donations. So I wasn't quite sure, like, what the deal was with all of that, but um, I thought that was pretty interesting, too. That is really interesting. One thing that I can see going on all over our nation is I see, like, normal everyday citizens stepping forward and doing all they can to help their communities, you know, um, small business owners or just everyday people, if they can contribute, they are. And I'm amazed to see all of it. Um, I am really amazed. Like car manufacturers are making ventilators and clothing manufacturers are making the things, the masks and the gowns and really, yeah. And the alcohol um, breweries and stuff like that are making hand sanitizer. Um, I, I saw on the news that they were delivering hand sanitizer to the hospitals in kegs. <laughs> I, I saw that too. <laughs> yep. I I remember when I was a child in school learning about our American history and I remember learning about the roaring 20s when the people pulled together for to to build stuff for the war effort right and I remember how it turned out to be a real booming thing for our economy and our world and the and the American spirit also and I know one thing I see right now is the American spirit is really coming forward through all of this. And I think our economy and our world, the whole world will only follow, you know what I mean? Because we're all showing our strength through our American spirit and our unity. Yeah, we are definitely going to have to come together as one because this has touched one side of the earth to the other and all around that we're all going to have to work as a team to get it under control, not for just us Americans, but for the world in general. Yeah. So I think it's going to end up bringing good connection that basically, hey, we are all humans. We all have our differences. But in the end, we are all human and come together and work together. So. Mm-hmm.
I'm kind of excited for that to happen. It can happen sooner than later. <laughs> for Meg, sure. How is your, Meg, how is your business holding up through all of this? Um, so we, you know, closed the cafe because, you know, we wanted, um, well, we didn't have a lot of customers and we just kind of wanted to be on the safe side. Is it a temporary <laughs> or a permanent thing though? Um, no, it's just uh, temporary until oh, okay. we get, yep, until we get um, everything back up and running again. And then uh, the vending is a little bit slow too right now, um, just because people aren't working in the buildings and you know, different things like that. But, um, but yeah, we're, we're, we're surviving. I'm hoping that it ends sooner than later. I feel like, um, like in watching the news, um, I feel like the curves are kind of flattening. So, you know, as long as that keeps going the way it is, I feel like everything will, you know, work out. And, and I'm actually excited because it's like a start over, you know, like I, I figure, oh, well, it's kind of like starting over again, but you kind of know what you're doing this time around. Yeah. So, I like that attitude, Megan. That's yeah. Great. Yeah. So, so get ready for my big grand opening, guys. Awesome. <laughs> Maybe we can I always look for a special. Becca goes to Meg's grand opening, not for Becca's world. <laughs> oh, that would be so cool. But you know how, do you guys always look for excuses to buy Costco cakes? Like, <laughs> Dude, I have not shopped in Costco at Costco in so many years, that place was dangerous for me, buying stuff in bulk. Well, yeah, like, well, you don't have a lot of people that live with you. Like, I don't buy a lot from there either, but their cakes are amazing. So I buy half of my groceries from Costco. <laughs> they have angel food cakes? Because I love angel food cake. They might. Their white cake is really good, though, because they, they layer it. So there's, like, a thing of frosting in the middle. Oh. Amazing. Yeah. Wow. And they have chocolate and mousse cakes, too, I think. Mm -hmm. So did you guys hear about what they've been discovering about where this virus originated from? I have heard so many different stories, so I'm not sure which one is the right one, to be honest. That's how I feel, too. I've heard some cool, or not cool things, but interesting things that make sense, though. Um, for instance? Well, for instance, um, in the town of Wuhan, I think that's what, how it's pronounced in China, um, they were having um, a live, like, butchering show. And so, you know, in, you know, something that they would do, like, in the market area, and they were killing this, um, not sure what kind of an animal it was, but the the animal was sick, and um, the that's when the the it like mutated because it the, it got into the air and it was in the animal's blood and the blood sprayed, so that's and people got sick from that, and that was in November of last year. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I've heard. I don't know what you guys have heard. Kayla, have you heard anything? I heard something about the, it coming from bats, but I didn't. I've heard too. Yeah, it was, there's that, um, that, uh, I don't know. It just, it, I don't think they know exactly where it came from. And I don't know if they ever will, exactly. Well, but I, I did heard, hear, oh, go ahead. What I heard was that there's strong evidence that 
a virus such as the SARS virus was combined with another virus and some other genomes and stuff to create the super virus that is not only deadlier than many, but highly contagious. They, they specifically, it had to have been specifically engineered to jump from human to human. They, it, to have it happen on accident in nature would be astronomical, they said. And the fact <laughs> broke out right by the Wuhan, the Wuhan laboratory where they were known to be doing shit like that just lends to the suspicion that that's actually what happened, that they intentionally created this virus. And it may have accidentally been released, released upon the world, or it may have intentionally been released upon the world. But the fact that they did so much to cover it up and they were so deceitful, you know, it's just so scary. And that's what I heard. That's really interesting. Um... I did. I do remember hearing something about it in a lab, but there wasn't much information um, about it. That it could have been like scientists and. Or well, right now, my understanding is a lot of the world is starting to look at China with suspicion because of what's happened, and so that's. Uh, where I'm at with it right now, I'm still waiting to see what they ultimately come up with, but it looks really scary if you look at it. it yeah, it's very scary what's going like on. Like biological warfare, you know? Yeah. And Unfor Unfortunately, it's from, like I said, it's everywhere though. Mm -hmm. And that's what is more scary about it is it's so uncontained. And then I read that it can be transmitted up to 13 feet. And we're doing social distancing of six feet. Mm. Which is so. Right. China would have told everybody a lot sooner, been a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, I've read a lot about China and it just, a lot of it's kind of scary. So <laughs> about like them um, getting not, they're not, well, I don't know if they are now, but at one point they weren't recording the actual death numbers. They wanted them to try to be lower and stuff mm -hmm. like that. But um, we need to know for the rest of the world that it seems like every country has the, you know, should be reporting correctly and working together. So hopefully that's what we get to. And I feel like we are, I feel like our country, like, not just our country, but other countries are helping each other out. And um, the more we know, the better. And we're getting to that point. I'm just worried, like, is this going to come back like the flu does? Mm, I don't know. I really hope we can get it under control. Yeah. Um, Me too. Do you two, are you two pretty scared of going out and catching it? Are you guys concerned about your own um, susceptibility to it? So, um, oh, go ahead, Kayla. Um, so I'm not that worried about getting super sick and dying from it, but I still don't want to get it. I feel like I'm healthy. Um, I don't have very many underlying um, previous medical conditions such as diabetes or elevated heart 
pre blood pressure or anything like that. So I feel like my chances of recovery are high, but I don't want to find out. <laughs> so when we go out, we wear gloves and we typically will have masks and everything. So that's but, like wisdom. Yeah. So um, I saw a thing where the um, the 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 clerks and stuff at the at the grocery stores and other gro uh, stores that are open want their customers to wear masks and gloves and everything because we may be covering ourselves or it's our decision not to wear a mask for us, but that's not really fair for me to make that decision for someone else who may have a weakened immune system or something by me not wearing a mask, mm -hmm. even though they, they're really uncomfortable and hot and they, they, they're not fun. <laughs> so. I just, I just threw together a couple of sandwich bags with four or five masks in each one. And I gave one to each of my roommates to stick in the glove boxes of their cars so that if we're out and about and something happens and we need masks, we've got them. Because, of course, I've got one box here at the house. But, you know, we don't want to be stuck without them if we need them while we're out. Yeah. Right. I kind of feel the same when Kayla does. Like, as far as, I mean, you know, because I have, like, I still have to go out and do vending, like, essential businesses. And, mm -hmm. Or, you know, business with that. And I feel like, you know, we're really helping people. Um, and if I can do that, you know, if we can do that, then, you know, even just if it's giving them water or, you know, something simple, um, you know, I, I, I'm okay to do it. And we do wear gloves out. We have hand sanitizer. And um, so that's usually the only time really that I'm out. And um, I have um, a dad who's really susceptible right now. So I don't really want to be around a lot of people right now either because mm -hmm. like if he got it, it wouldn't be good at all. So that's smart so yeah uh, what so, have you guys um just curious out of curiosity because i feel like i'm in a war when it comes to food like um getting groceries from the store right now oh um, and you know me not being able to drive and everything so i'm ordering it off of instacart and that's kind of why i feel like i'm in a war because either either the people are being really lazy and not like getting like at least close to what I need or trying to communicate or they're just um like not getting it at all and so it's really hard like you know you like I almost feel like somebody back like as a pioneer because like oh think of the days when I could make lasagna and I could get everything I needed all at once and so that's kind of weird for me I don't like it I understand what you're going through um I have several blind friends that I've actually called them a few times to see if there's anything they're having trouble finding. Cause I know my sister is the one going to the store most of the time for our household. And so she always fills me in on how much trouble she's having finding stuff. And she's like totally sighted. So then I, I think about my blind friends cause I know how challenging it is when you, you have to rely on somebody else to go grab things for you, especially right now during the quarantine cause we're not supposed to be going out so much, you know? Right. So. So, um, my husband got, um, he got sent home from work because someone in his building uh, tested positive for the coronavirus. So we automatically 
got thrown into quarantine for two weeks where none of us could leave the house. So my mom was bringing us stuff. She would um, go to the grocery store and she's actually doing this for my grandma too. Well, she would go to the grocery store and she'd get what she could. She, I finally got to the point where she'd be like, what do you want? I'm like, why don't you just tell me what they have? This would be much easier and I'll tell you if I want it or not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, she would just leave it outside the door. And after she left, we would go out and get it so that we didn't, um, we didn't want, if we were uh, carriers or we didn't want to give it to her because she's mm -hmm. still trying to work and everything too. So um, that was a pretty interesting um, thing because I was expecting to go grocery shopping and stock up the next day. And all of a sudden we're like, we aren't allowed to leave our house basically. Yeah. It was definitely kind of, I mean, and I think that part of the part or part of the reason why you know, people were so slow to act on it is because it just sounds so crazy. Like we, you know, like, you know, as Americans, I think sometimes we get like, oh, you know, we're so great and everything. And, um, but I mean, look at this, like we ran out of food, like the first week and, you know, so I don't know if people were totally prepared and I know I wasn't. Yeah. I'm glad we're all doing okay right now though. Um, so do you, do you guys do, do either of you have a guide dog? Neither of you do, do you? No. I have an emotional support dog. No. <laughs> <laughs> How is your emotional support dog handling this, Meg? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding, Becca. She's, um, she's a poodle. And, and she really does, like, emotionally support me. I love her. But I don't, mm -hmm. like, take her out and pretend, you know, that, you know, she's something that she's not. But um, she's doing okay. Like, um, she actually is kind of loving this because, um, you know, I mean, I, she, I spend so much time with her now. Like, she doesn't have to be alone. And she's like, all right, mom's a lot more. I think you're, I think you're Pippi's emotional support person. I think so, too. <laughs> we support each other. Yeah, that's what I was thinking was going on. Because here at my house, you know, I've got three dogs here. My two big dogs and then my sister's little Yorkshire Terrier. And now all of it, like my boyfriend was always gone before working full time. And my sister was gone a lot too before. And, and I was always working here at the house or I was gone doing stuff too. But now we're all home all the time. And so the dogs, it's, I mean, I'm sure it's become weird for them because all of a sudden we're home all the time. Yeah. My princess has become so much more outgoing now, and my boyfriend's really made friends with my dogs because he's been feeding them meat from the grill. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, so, like, especially my princess, who was terrified of people before, she even loves to eat, man. Yeah. So, um, what was the hardest thing for you guys to find in the grocery store that you wanted? I was just curious. Meat. Um, I really don't want much of anything. You know, um, I just water basically. Um, and so, but my sister, she's usually the one that goes grocery shopping. She's talked about having problems finding toilet paper and all kinds of stuff, but it's been mostly toilet paper and it's been crazy all the people. Oh, that reminds me, I wanted to show you guys my toilet paper. So I ordered toilet paper from Amazon, right? 
and I ordered 30 rolls and it finally came this morning while I was washing my face and getting ready to put my makeup on to appear on this show in fact. And this is one of the rolls and it's tiny. I wanted to show it to our viewers. I, this is the toilet paper I got from Prime, 30 rolls for like 1788. Yeah. Um, that is what Kayla and I got uh, from Vistar, my, my, uh, my delivery person uh, from, or my delivery company, they have toilet paper and we thought we were going to get some good deal and like, they like gave us this thin crap. <laughs> yeah, I haven't opened this up yet, but it's these, they're like tiny little rolls. They look uh -huh. like, I don't know, like cabbage patch rolls maybe. Well, it's going to be really thin too, just a morning. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was panicking because the stores didn't have toilet paper. The, the, um, <laughs> the moment I knew there was a crisis is when I walked up to Costco a couple, I, I guess the, you know, in March, and you walk up and I was going to get toilet paper and a couple other things. And the, as you're walking up, they're like, we're out of toilet paper. I'm like, oh my gosh, what do we do? <laughs> So that's you, when I found out there was actually a crisis. Do you want to know when I realized there was a crisis? Hmm. The day I realized the bankers were in hiding. <laughs> that was the day I almost lost it. I was like, oh my God, this is bad if the Wells Fargo bankers are in hiding. <laughs> I never thought about it that way. Yeah, I mean, think about it. And I thought, wow, people are really going to go nuts when they realize the bankers are in hiding. And I finally was able to get through to a banker on the phone. But I actually got a hold of a man who works for Wells Fargo who lives in Montana that used to work for me. This guy and I used to sit down face to face and work together. So I called him up and got his message at his work. And I left him a message. I said, Michael, this is Becca, you know, and um, I said, this is Becca, and um, I said, I know we haven't worked together in a while, but I'm desperately trying to get access to my money, and I blah, 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 blah. So he called me back, right? And he, he, he wasn't able to help me get in my account, but he was able to give me some valid information about how to get a hold of people. And it worked out really great. But um, I just wanted to say that, that I... <laughs> I had a, a Wells Fargo person come through for me like that, and it really worked out well. That's cool. Yeah, I have to make an appointment every time I go to the bank now, which is a real pain because it's hard just to go to the bank anyway. Well, I mean, I guess there's good things and bad things about it because at least I know, okay, we're going to set this time so I can go to the bank. And um, But the problem is sometimes they um, don't, like keep the appointment so but I've only had that happen a few times how far in advance do you have to make the appointment to go to the bank um like a day or two okay what bank do you it's bank with um I do desert schools for my business oh because I bank with Wells Fargo I didn't know we could do that I might have to switch banks <laughs> yeah you can do it they'll set up an appointment and you can just go in mm -hmm. cool. I love desert schools but I don't know I mean Personal, like, I like it as a business, as, uh, from a business aspect, because um, it was so surprising when I was trying to start my vending business with all the coin and stuff, a couple of banks were like, no, we, we won't do it, because 
they didn't want to count the money um, and have it go through their machines and then, you know, have to maintain their machines. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay. Um, so I ended up, you know, and I had like two banks tell me that. And then I had one bank tell me, well, you should take it to the casino and they can change it there. I'm like, no, <laughs> I don't think so. But, um, so I ended up with desert schools because they actually need the money because they invest it. And then you get a pretty good interest rate. And I, I really like, well, yeah, I used to bank with a credit union in Montana for several years. And the only reason I went back to a bank was because my situation changed and I was living between Montana and Arizona quite a bit and also doing a lot of traveling. And I like the fact that Wells Fargo is everywhere. But now that I'm pretty much only here, maybe I'll go back to a credit <laughs> Whoa, Meg. <laughs> oh, no, Meg, are you okay? So is Meg falling or is her iPad falling or both? I think it's just her iPad. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Oh, don't worry about it, Meg. Is that better? You're entertaining the audience. <laughs> Great. <laughs> okay. So what were we talking about? I'm so, good. Guys, let's talk about let's talk about how this has affected the blind community. Are you like I, I've, been, I've been talking to some of my blind friends and they're getting lonely and, and bored, you know, stuck at home. I understand what they're going through, you know? Um, um, talk to anybody? So, me personally, I've been doing a lot of stuff on Zoom, to be honest. Um, I've had a couple coffee dates with some friends, and we just get on Zoom and have our coffee and chat, like we are now. Mm -hmm. Um I've taken actually a couple origami classes on Zoom, so I've learned how to do that. Not very well, but it's a work in progress. That's so cool. So, um, and then I've noticed that the NFB actually has a lot of different Zoom activities. Um, and I honestly, I haven't been to very many of them, but um, I went to the mindfulness one. It was like mindfulness for, um, and it just happened to be on a, for, on a blind, you know, platform essentially, but mm -hmm. I found it very interesting and I see them, they just, the times kind of conflict with other things I have going on, but it, there is a lot out there, um, to do even just from the NFB. So I'm hoping that a lot of people will get into those because those sound really interesting and it's face-to-face. -face. You talk to people, you typically learn something. Um, and I've seen that they also were doing just some chats that have no topic. They're just quarantine get-togethers so that people can interact with other people, at least virtually. Uh-huh. So. Yes, and I know um, the I know part of the NFB um, what they're doing right now is in some of the chapters they're calling people and just kind of checking in, making sure that everybody's okay, and um, which is good because I know there's a lot of people who weren't working before anyway. So now that you can't even go out at all, like to do anything, I mean, it's just mm -hmm. it's insane. Speaking of the NFB, I participated in a. A call Monday night that was organized by our local NFB affiliate and it's an 
every Monday night call at 6 p.m. And the phone number, um, if anybody would like to call in for information or to give input or ideas, is 712-770-4856. And the access code is 614039. And like I said, it's every Monday evening at 6 p.m. And I asked Brad, the guy who invited me to come on, I asked him straight out on Monday, on the call Monday night, I said, is it okay for me to offer this phone number to anybody who would like to call in, no matter where they live, if they're blind? And he said, absolutely. So no matter, you don't have to be in Arizona, anywhere you are in the United States or even in the world, if you just need someone to talk to, be someone who understands what you're going through right now as a blind person and living through this scary time, call in, okay? And I believe they start their meeting at six. It's like from six to seven, Becca? Yes, that is correct. Okay, I wasn't sure. Cause I was thinking about calling in on that too, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I should do that. Thanks. Have you guys heard of any other, or done any other kind of activities that were outside of the blind community on like connection have you guys been talking to your family i know me and meg were talking the other day and she said that she did a family reunion we a did reunion and that sounded really cool that was so cool so um i have family in nebraska and minnesota and you know it's like when every three years we do a reunion in you know one of those states like a family summer family reunion so um because all this came up um we thought you know that it would be good um to do this so every saturday from like i don't know 10 to whenever we just get on and say hey and you know see how everybody's doing and so it works out really good oh that's awesome yeah, yeah. you can put you can put your family <laughs> i recently heard that there was a zoom training um webinar or something i need to go learn study that because i want to learn how to use zoom by myself and i don't know how so it's so simple, Becca. Like once you well, get it, you'll just figure it. Like, well, um, I, I'm sure it is, but for some reason, I'm not able to see the buttons and stuff. Like my sister's having to touch them on the screen and stuff. I just do with my voiceover because I can't look when I'm talking to you right now. And like, um, I had to do some maneuvering when my thing fell. Um, I just, it's like, everything's accessible. I don't know like how Kayla's yeah. doing it or anything, but. Well, see, that's the problem. I'm using it on my laptop, which has JAWS. And the training I saw was for using Zoom with JAWS. You know, oh. like, and cause yeah, I'm not, I'm not, Brandon has the Apple computer that I bought for Blue Butterfly Enterprises. And I gave it to him because I don't, I've never even been trained on a Mac. I yeah. use Windows, so. Yeah, I'm just using an iPad also, and it's completely um, <laughs> um, it's completely accessible for as well. So, because I think that's what you're using as well, Megan. Correct, is an iPad. So we yes. just need to get you an iPad, and we'll get it. We'll get this going. Perfect. Right. Well, I that's, know. That's, that's one thing I need to talk to Brandon about. I I need to get a new iPad and a new iPhone, but I need to bill them to the company because I need them specifically for work. So yeah, got you. Yeah, that makes sense. So, um, I don't know, like, how we all are politically here, but what do we think about, like, what, what, um, like, what Trump is um, doing, or how he's handled it, or what, how the media is, like, dealing with that, and what you guys think about all that. 
I honestly believe that um, we probably could have started the whole process a little sooner than we actually did as a nation, and we probably would have had less spread, but we can't change what has already been done. So I think we just, like I said before, we just kind of need to come together as a nation and work together and not, I feel like there's a lot of blame going on uh, all around the world that we focus too much on that, that we need to find the good. We need to um, show more of what people are doing to come together, to encourage people like, hey, we can come together rather than focusing on all the negative who did what who said what where you know because we can't change that right yeah yeah mm -hmm. i agree with what you're saying um and i think um you know i've learned more about the president you know probably now more than ever and i feel i mean you can see like just as anybody like we're all people he's a person too like he probably cries sometimes he probably goes home at night and like can't sleep sometimes or whatever um and you know um i just i'm hoping that you know um sometimes i know when when you get like picked on or whatever and you feel like you want to fight back but we don't need someone to fight back we we need someone that is going to lead us and make us feel better and sometimes i feel like he gets upset with other things and um uh, and then he you know the media and him getting to these fights and you know when people like are fighting just really in front of you you get uncomfortable so you're just watching this going oh man like i can't believe you just said that to that lady or oh man i can't believe you know there that, that lady just said that yeah yeah like it's yeah just like, oh man like i if i want to watch that i'll watch desperate the, the housewives of new york or whatever <laughs> <laughs> you know so I don't know. um do you guys want to hear what i think about it i do that's why i quit talking talkers so. okay i think you i love both your guys's stances on it i find them both fascinating i have to tell you guys i was thrilled when president trump won the election because i did not feel that hillary clinton had our best intentions in mind and then when this virus hit i was thanking god that president trump had won because i thought if Hillary Clinton was in the White House when this virus hit, would she have had the ability to make the kind of snap decisions that had been required of him through all of this? And as far as the decision of when the brakes were put on for all of this virus, President Trump put uh, a stop to um, travel here from people put a stop to people traveling here from China way earlier than the Democrats or the media wanted him to. They were all calling him racist for putting the stop to that travel. And that's the only thing that slowed the virus down as much as it did. If he hadn't, if he had done what the Democrats wanted, if he had not put that travel ban in place, this would have been a much worse situation. That's what I feel. I feel like God put President Trump in the White House for such a time as this to try to save as many American lives and as many people in the world as possible. And that's how I feel about it. Here's my question. 
here's my question. So um, I have an employee who is not my employee right now, obviously, and she goes back and forth from Mexico, but she's an American citizen. And like, I'm hearing, you know, cause I kept telling her from the very beginning, I'm like, I wouldn't go over there right now because you might not be able to get back. And she's like, oh, I'll be fine. And so, you know, she's going over there, coming back, doing whatever, American citizen, you know, going over to Mexico, who has, you know, a Mexican family over there. Why are they able to do that so freely? Like when we're trying to get this disease taken care of so that we can get back to work and get our economy going again. Like, I feel like, you know, going on. I feel like, I feel like in a way, like, you know, they're doing everything they can, but then, and I know, I understand you can't control everything or everybody and people are going to do what they want to do. But, you know, as far as like, like he needs to be looking at everything, you know, and maybe he like, but I, have you guys heard about Mexico in the news at all? No, because, and the reason I'm asking is because that's one of the things, you know, that you were talking about earlier, Kayla, you know, um, countries putting, you know, giving us the, the, the data and the results. Some countries don't want to even admit that they have it. And our borders are, you know, not, I mean, you could go over to Mexico, you could go on a big, you could drive to the border and get into Mexico right now. And, you know, obviously we know we're good, but, you know, people that don't care, don't know that they're sick, you know, they're just, you know, it's, it's a problem. It's just another problem. So yeah, I read that um, 80% of the cases of the diagnoses, they don't know how they got it, like who they got it from, because people who have it do not have symptoms and they're carriers, but they're not having the effects of the virus. They're not feeling the effects of the virus. So that's a big thing is I feel like we need to, and I'm not sure how to do this, we need to um, do better quarantining and better um, tracing on who these people have been in contact with. And I feel like that is the individual, this is on an individual level where if you know you've been in contact with someone who has had the virus or is being tested positive for the virus, that we should self-quarantine. But I also feel like that's not being done because there's so many mixed messages the CDC saying wear a mask when you go out, but Trump is saying wear a mask when you go out, but I'm not going to do that. So that the people who are younger, who are more, you know, who don't have children, do don't necessarily think their parents or grandparents are going to be susceptible of it from them passing it on to them are still going out and doing gatherings and things like that. And um, I feel like it's my responsibility to not go around people who are susceptible to it, even though I'm pretty sure I've been in quarantine for a month. I've left like two times and went to the store twice and walk around my neighborhood. I'm pretty sure I do not have it, but I don't know for a hundred percent sure. So therefore I'm not going to go around my grandma because I don't, how would I feel if I was the one that got my grandma sick and she, she passed on. I would feel, I would feel pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> Megan hasn't seen her grandma in like a month either. <laughs> I know, I haven't. I'm sorry, you're a beat off too. I just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, there are some rules. 
valid concerns and stuff. And that's good thinking, Kayla. Well, and here's the thing too, like, I feel like, and, and I feel the same way that Trump does about, you know, like I, as a business person, like this is not going to be good. Like we can't keep this, this country closed because um, we're not going to have any money coming in. And then when we do get back, like, I mean, everybody's losing so much money right now. And um, Trump, you know, he's like, you know, the stocks were really good. Like the businesses were going better than they had for a while, you know, right before no. the stock. Yeah. And um, so, I mean, I can see like where he's wanting to get back. I wish though that, um, and I don't know how he could do this or, or if anybody could do this, is to like get, you know, in contact with all the governors, have one plan, but then again, you know, people are sicker in other, other states than we are too. Mm -hmm. So, but it is, there's a lot of mixed messages. I can see where Trump is biting up a bit, wanting to get back to work because mm -hmm. um, having the stocks down and everything is not good. Um, and um, I don't understand some of these um, plans that, that, um, you know, were made, like as far as the, uh, the, the loans that are going out and the unemployment. I mean, I understand we need that, but um, I just feel like, and, and I know that uh, Republicans and Democrats are all involved, so you can't have everything the way it's, you know, you've got a little mixture of everything. But, um, you know, I, I'm worried about that. Um, but, you know, hopefully, you know, because I know Trump is a businessman too, and that he, that they kind of know what they're doing as far as, as the money, because we don't want to get back into a depression. Meg, I am totally on the same page with you with everything you said, and I have the same concerns, and let me tell you where I'm at with it. This is what I came to. I remembered what happened when Trump took office. Remember how, how he, just, he just knows how to make decisions and make things happen so that there's domino effects in our economy, so things take off, you know what I mean? And that's what happened before this virus hit. Remember how our economy was booming? Yeah, no, we did. We had a good, we had a good economy. Mm -hmm. um, people were, were getting jobs and, and there was a lot of jobs to be had. Um, and so I'll definitely, you know, I will say that and I'm hoping that. And, and so, and, and I, I believe he can pull us back there again once this virus is gone. Once we're able to go back to work and I, I would be back to work right now if I could. I'm waiting for like every time they, announce a new date i'm like man 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 you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah. so that's interesting so like the crime and stuff um i was kind of thinking about that too because they say on the news that you know um that and i didn't really think about this the teachers you know are watching kids you know and different things and they're the ones that report like the bruises and things and like now the teachers can't even be around the kids that really need them and then um, like you were saying, Becca, like, you know, you're home with your family all the time. Obviously, you guys don't beat the crap out of each other. But can you imagine, like, people who, you know, we're not... Whose spouses are, abuse, are abusive and their only relief in the past was going to work. Or having that abusive spouse go to work. Or exactly, going to work. Yeah, like, getting out for a little bit. And, um, you know, like, even if you're not a violent person, I mean, being on edge, like, with people, I can't imagine, like, you know, with everybody being around everybody all the time, it's going to be kind of, you know, stressful too. And then, um, 
you know, even the people, and this is what I was saying about the Michigan government too, like, or governor, like, you know, she was saying, or, you know, like these different governors and, you know, putting out these different messages, um, but they can't even go buy plants. And it's like, you know, what's the problem of somebody going and buying a plant? Because that's going to keep you sane while you're sitting here locked in your house. It's not like, you know, like we need to be mindful of that too, like making sure that people get the things that they need to make themselves feel good too. So that if they are stuck in the house, um, are you talking about marijuana? No, we could be. Wait, is she talking no. about weed? No, no she's talking about like people like gardening. So like me personally, I have a garden, I have cucumbers, I have zucchini, I have pumpkins and I, me and the kids, we planted a, all these different carrots and and green beans and stuff so that if we aren't able to get to the store eventually we'll have our own you know limited but food supply for fresh food but now they're putting limitations on different states where they're not allowed to buy seeds to start a garden or different plants to bring into your home to bring some of that nature into your home to kind of help you feel that better like um, I have, I have a huge lavender bush, a daisy, and some mums in my living or in my dining room, like in um, indoor plants or house plants. And then outside we have a huge garden. But now they're limiting seeds that so you can't go to the store and necessarily buy seeds. They're they're not allowing you to do that now in certain states. So yeah. I haven't found that yet here in Arizona, but I also already had all my seeds that I planted this year from previous years of keeping the seeds. I didn't so. know they were limiting seeds. That is really scary. It's yeah. in Michigan that I noticed it right now, like, you know, just the start of it. And that's why she's getting so much uh, slack right now on the news is because she's, you know, like doing all this crazy stuff that sounds insane. But then again, somebody reminded me, well, there's a lot more people that are sick over there. But still, it's like, you know, we're already locked up, basically. I mean, you know, it's hard enough to even get, like what you said, like even water right now mm -hmm. um, in, in the form that you wanted, you know. Um, and they're going <laughs> to say we can't buy plants or walk, you know, walk around, um, you know, Jace. I don't know. Dictatorship. Here we go. <laughs> I worry about what they're doing out there in the world while we're all locked in our houses. Yeah, for I sure. Think they're stripping away our rights, you guys. I'm really that's, that's a good point to make, Becca. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like yeah, they're stripping away our rights, and it's but for some of us, it's it's for a good cause at that same time. So I understand why they're doing it, but I do not agree necessarily with it. Does that make it's sense? It's never a good time to strip away rights. Well, not to strip away our rights, but it is for us to stay home. I don't think it's right to limit the food, like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, no, when you say it like that, that makes sense. It, it, some people, unfortunately, have to be protected from themselves. <laughs> and so in order to protect other people, rights are unfortunately taken away, like the ability to travel out of our country. That's a right we had a month ago, but now we don't. Not that I want to go travel outside my country, 
I barely want to leave my front door. But that is a right they took away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, Although I, it is for the better good of the nation. I was supposed to go to a blast conference this week for my work. And I was going to be there actually right now. And I couldn't go. And, um, yeah. What, what was the blast conference that you were going to? Do you want to talk about it? Um, it, it's for, um, it's like an upward mobility training for my, for my business. And it's, it's kind of like an NFB conference, only it's geared towards merchants. Um, and it's the, um, it's the NFB like form of like, well, because there's a, a branch off of the, like a division in the NFB for merchants. And so it's what they do every year. It's something they do. And I really enjoy them because they feel like they're not as, um, like rigorous as uh, NFB conventions, like with everything, you know, you know, like you get more, like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's more it's, focused. Yeah. Well, it is, but like, you don't have to go be somewhere is all it, the time. So it's kind of less scheduled. So you have a little yes. bit more free time in between to mingle with the other people where usually you're going from meeting to meeting and maybe meet up with your friends when you find time. Right. Is that mm-hmm. okay? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it's more just um, like that. They have a trade show there. Um, and Is that in Does that take place here in Arizona then? No, it was gonna. Well, we have uh, one here too that that got canceled. But we um, during these conferences, they always have like a huge uh, trade show um, during one of the days, like mm-hmm. where they get Vistar and Nama and you know all the different vending um, and all the different. Uh, vendors and just kind of have them show their stuff where where was the destination it was supposed to take place chicago um like at the those hotel or something like that yeah i was supposed to go be flying to wisconsin tomorrow what were you doing there kayla um a a friend um my vi teacher from elementary school i was going to go visit her for a week and I had it all planned out. I had the kids taken care of. Um, I had someone to get them off the bus in the afternoon. I had mornings covered. I was going to freeze meals, so they had meals all week long. And then it got canceled. So I'm kind of disappointed, but the Southwest Airlines refunded my ticket, so I can use it hopefully within the next year. We'll be able to travel again. But um, I haven't seen her in 10 years. No longer than that. When I got married was the last time I saw her. Oh, wow. I don't know how long ago that was, like 14 years ago. Wow. Yeah. It's sad that you had to cancel. I know. I had so many fun plans, too. <laughs> Just joking. Well, I'm, so, I'm looking forward to the day when we'll be back to normal, where we'll be traveling again and investing in our local businesses and greeting each other in the streets and stuff, you know, so. Yeah, where you're not like waving from afar, maybe. I don't know if they're waving back, but I wave to my neighbors at least. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I can't see if they wave back. They might be <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I've always been good at waving too, but I can never see people wave back. Yeah, I always still wave though. Mm-hmm. That's funny. So have like people in your neighborhood seem to be pretty quiet or do they seem like they're gathering still or what do you think? How do you feel about that? Like the people in your direct area? 
the other day, like last weekend, I think our neighbors had a pretty big party. I heard a lot of noise. Yeah, I think the ones behind me had a party this weekend, and I was trying to sleep. <laughs> and I'm like, man, I can't even get quiet during quarantine. <laughs> you know what? That actually happened to me uh, last Thursday night. The you know, because kids aren't in school right now, so um, you know, it's like summer vacation. So you know, they were out really late, and I was thinking, gosh, I would have loved to have done that as a kid. Like you know, just like be out late on a school night. But they don't have school right now, so. Yeah. My uh, my kids, we have a trampoline and the people behind us have a trampoline and then the little girl beside us has like this climby thing she can climb up on. So all the kids climb up on their things in their backyard and they're playing charades. It was amazing. So social distancing but playing together at the same time. It worked it was really cool. That sounds amazing, Kayla. So Becca, what do you do? I know you're super busy like or you were beforehand like what are you doing right now? Oh, I'm making mad progress on my book. Um, and what's, what's what? Oh, I just said that's good. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have interrupted you. I've, I'm learning. Um, yeah, that's what, I, that's what I'm working on. It's my passion. I told Brandon I can die after I get my book done, and he freaked out. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. No. But what I meant is this is my reason for living. When I when I realize my calling, I'm like, okay, well, this is my calling. Once I get this done, I can rest, you know? So. Wow. I'm excited to read it. Thank you. Well, we're reading an audible version of the first book right now, so. Wow. Joining <laughs> me today on Becca's World. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed our first airing of The Blind View. Thank you, Megan and Kayla, for joining me today and our viewers. Please hit the subscribe button. Peace out. Thank you for watching Becca's World. Please like, share, and subscribe to my channel.